Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Bill Press Show. It is the Bill Press Show. Thank you so much for subscribing to our podcast. You know, we have a very, very popular podcast. All I got to do is just look for us on iTunes, look for the Bill Press Show. And we talk about a number of things. One of the things we talk about often on the show is how the political grounds are so fertile right now for new people, new voices to get involved in politics. And I am very, very happy to be speaking with someone who did just that. Her name is Leslie Lopez. She uh, was on the ballot for Maryland's. House of Delegates in the 39th District, and she joins me on the phone right now. Leslie, hello there. How are you? Hello. I'm doing great. I'm doing so much better than I was three days ago when I still had an election ahead of me. We should point out that we have a little bit of a past. I've known Leslie for a long, long time. Uh, It was, God, what, like 12 years ago that we were working together in a very, very cramped producer's booth here on the bill press show it was tiny it was tiny it was tiny and the air conditioning was not great and we got to know each other very very well in that cramped space leslie yeah lots of lots of smells not a lot of air circulation um (laughs) early mornings coffee breath all those things all the time so I want to I want to talk to you a little bit about like you know you and I have kept up over the years obviously and uh, I I you know I follow you on social media and all of a sudden not that long ago I saw you become I mean you've always been politically active but you entered yourself into politics you got into politics yeah and, and I want to yeah. ask you uh, why why now why was it what was it that sort of launched you into this world. Sure. Well, um, you know, we've all talked about like the year of the woman. This is what I'm calling my personal like year of the YOLO. And it's just like, do it. Um, There is an open seat. um, So there the the winds of change were shifting. But more than that, um, you know, I've been a volunteer. I've been a staffer for so many years on issues that I've been passionate about. And one of the expressions that I learned along the way that has always just stuck in my head it's that if you don't have a seat at the table you're on the menu yeah and that is that is so true and if 2016 taught us anything it's that if you are a woman if you are a person of color if you are a ethnic or religious minority if you have a disability i mean you're on the menu and when I moved to Maryland and started to get involved, um, you know, like moving out to the burbs, starting a family, settling down, I thought, oh, you know, I'm just going to volunteer for my local party, be a precinct chair, serve on, uh, you know, the board for NARAL and the board of social services. And um, 
through that process, I became aware of this law that had been very contentious. Um, it basically said that rapists had a claim to paternal rights over a child that had been conceived in assault. Yeah. And, I mean, that's some shit right there. I mean, that's and horrifying. That's horrifying. Back, like, Yeah, like just peel back the layers of the onion on that. And apparently the law was put in place mostly for minors, um, mm. which makes it even more horrible. Yeah. Um, uh. And I just thought, you know what, in a state that is as progressive as Maryland, if this is where we're at, why not? Why not go for it? I'm I'm smart. I'm ready. I'm strategic. The stuff I don't know, I can figure out who I can ask along the way. And like a true lifetime Girl Scout that I am, I just plan things out. And I went to uh, a training with an organization called Emerge, which I would totally recommend uh, anyone who's interested. Well, you have to be a woman and a Democrat, but if you fit those qualifications, uh, Go to Emerge, go through the program, and you'll learn all the things that that you need to learn. Um, I think, by the way, I I think that's a really, really important message because I think that we have done such a a poor job in this country where we have deified politicians. Uh, And, you know, we, we look at these things like, oh, this politician deserves your vote. You've got to go vote for this politician because you've got because you have to. It's the right yeah. thing to do. And it's, yeah. it's a good reminder that, like, no, the politicians work for us. That's yeah. the whole no, point. True. And also to your to, to your point of, like, you didn't necessarily know how to get this done, but you were like, I'm going to go for it and I'll figure it out. Yeah, it can't be that hard. I mean, you know, there's there's people who are not as smart as me that have been elected and they're there. So why not? Um I can't tell if that was a I can't tell that was a veiled swipe at the president of the United States or not. But oh, I, that I, was not veiled at all. That, <laughs> no. Okay, all right, good. That was like bolded, highlighted, <laughs> covered in a neon sign. Yeah, good. Um, no, I mean, you just if you we'll put it this way, like um, you know, local races and local politicians are usually not um, like the shady. Um, like egomaniacs that that politicians with the capital P are made out to be, you know? Yeah. If you're working on, like, zoning and permit issues, like, you really truly are a public servant. Um, there, you know, I think in addition to deifying uh, politicians, we also kind of make that a dirty word. You know, like, nobody wants to be a politician because it's up there with, like, the stereotype of being a used car salesman or something right. like that. Right, right. So, um you know, it really just comes down to figuring out how to connect with your community and being um, a vessel for their feelings and thoughts and making sure that um, you're being proactive about them, um, just being compassionate and competent. And if you fit those qualifications, then just go for it. Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, it's it's so funny because uh, they, there are – so many different people that are just being described as political newcomers these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that absolutely applies to you uh, in, yeah. the, in the best possible way. So how, I, I guess my question to you is, how do you plan to maneuver those waters? Because you are on the ballot in the general election. Uh, mm-hmm. moving, moving forward, um, h- how do you plan on using that to your advantage of being a political newcomer? Well, the, in my specific um, 
uh, situation, I was not the establishment favorite. So I was um, supported by the incumbents in this district, but one of my opponents had really all the institutional establishment support. So none of my contributions came from uh, special interests, no corporations, uh, no PACs, anything like that. So I'm not really beholden um, to any institutional powers, just really my my own conscience. Uh, so that's really freeing and liberating in a lot of ways. Um, I don't, I don't owe anyone any favors. Yeah. I can just get out there and, and do what I need to do. And I think also, um, I won in a way that was very pronounced that showed people, um, that I'm a legitimate candidate, that I got here, um, on my own volition and through my own hard work. I typically first time candidates have about a 10% chance of winning, right? And that sounds, that sounds so disheartening, right? But absolutely yeah. because incumbents can raise so much more money um, and they have name recognition to some extent. So um, with that kind of reality in my face, um, I still was the top vote earner in a seven-way candidate primary. And I was the only woman one running and all of my money came from personal contributions. So, I mean, if I can do it, you just gotta hustle, hustle, hustle. You can do it too. Um, you are you are singing my song. That's just that's so great. And I have to say, you know, uh, because we we we've known each other and I know you on social media. Uh, nobody knocked on more doors than you did. I mean, you were out there constantly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty much, probably like on average, three or four days a week for a year. Um, and that's just the tip of the iceberg, right? Like once you knock on a door and you meet someone, then you need to think of ways to follow up because you don't want them to forget you. So everyone that I met and had um, a conversation with, and if it seemed positive, like if I met you and you closed the door in my face and you know, that's, I'd mark that down as "Hmm, probably not. Uh, (laughs) but the people that I had good talks with, I put them on a list to do follow-up with, and I recruited a whole bunch of friends and family and former coworkers uh, from across the country to write postcards to those people to explain why they should vote for me. So um, I did all my mail in myself and designed it myself um, with, with a friend who was a graphic designer, so that cut down on a lot of costs. And I just, you know, every week or so would mail out a package of postcards with a sample script and a bunch of addresses. And, you know, I would have friends who wanted to help but couldn't door knock do that for me. So, um, you know, you just have to have an operation and a system and um, be very disciplined in executing that plan. But it's not impossible. It's just a lot of details that you have to wrangle. Well, you know, one of the things that we learned as Democrats uh, in the wake of the election of 2016 is that we cannot ignore local elections anymore. And I think that Democrats did a pretty terrible job of that for years. Um, and, and I think that now we are starting to see the light that, oh, crap, uh, <laughs> it's really, really important to get involved in these um 
local elections, yeah. not just as voters, but as as contributors, as candidates, mm-hmm. as as all of these different things. So I, when I ask you this question, I do realize politics are extremely local. But talk mm-hmm. a little bit about messaging and how you develop your message and how you make it fit to where you're running. Gotcha. Yeah, so one of the the most interesting things about District 39 in um, Maryland is that it's a very north part of Montgomery County. And it is it goes back year to year, but it's either the first or the second most ethnically diverse district in America. So um, I think that's really cool. There are 120 languages spoken here. Um, it, I mean, it's really just like a mecca of every ethnic restaurant you could possibly imagine. Uh, it's fabulous. If you ever want to try some different food, come up to District 39. By the way, your you, uh, your district is literally right next to mine. I when I saw you out campaigning, I was thinking like, oh my god, mm-hmm. maybe she's going to come to my door. Uh, but you're yeah. not you're, like you're not quite in my district. But I, I know the district very yeah. very well. I yeah. live. I think you're in probably the... in 15, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Not sure. Yeah, and this is something that like only someone in my position be like, oh yeah, you're in 15, you're in 17, blah blah blah. <laughs> like no one. Gives a rack about any of that. Right. But um, yeah, so in an area that's as diverse as mine, you might think, like, oh, this is such a challenge to come up with a message because there's so many different perspectives and so many different, um, you know, like cultures and thoughts about problems and blah, blah, blah. But the reality is people want to be safe, people want their kids to be safe, and they want their lives to be reasonably comfortable, right? So in our area, that means making sure that schools are funded appropriately. And right now in our state, we have a $3 billion shortfall in educational funding. Um, We have a huge infrastructure traffic problem. I mean, that I could talk to you about for 500 hours. And, you know, we're also, because we're a mixture of, like, exurbs and countryside, there's environmental issues. So anytime we work on uh, infrastructure or um, anything along those lines, you know, there's a a lot of environment, um, environmentalists who really want to make sure that we're preserving our natural heritage. So um, in that way, you just, the more you you knock on doors and the more you talk to people, the more you get a sense of of the nuances of the things that they care about. Um, but in terms of me- like the operational part of messaging, I think that every candidate intrinsically has their own set of values. Like what are the things that you deeply care about? What are the things that shape your worldview? And then think about the experiences in your life that help show those values and make that a part of how you describe yourself and how you uh, try to connect with voters. Just you know, have those stories in your in your back pocket as you as you do, yeah. um, just living your life and listen to people probably more than you talk. That is Leslie Lopez. She is going to be on the ballot for District 39 in Maryland. Just one of the many voices from local politicians, hyper local politicians. Uh, you've come a long way, sister. I'm very very proud yeah. of you. And uh, give them hell. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep doing it. I'll buy new tennis shoes, though. <laughs> yeah, get, get new tennis shoes. If you want to yeah, help out Leslie, if you want to contribute, if you want to learn more about her story, it's lopezformaryland.com. L-O-P-E-Z, Lopez for Maryland. 
Leslie.com. You can learn more about Leslie. You can help her out and you can uh, you can get involved. Leslie, good luck. Please keep us posted and uh, we'll see you out there knocking on doors. Thanks, Peter. Have a good day. You too.